in view of that, the church being built on Christ, by Christ, with people with new identities, who take the things he has to say seriously, let's approach it from another angle. The mission of Generations Church of Granbury is to know God and to make him known to this generation and beyond in real time. There's three passages of scripture there from Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied in three different places that God's people would know him. They wouldn't know about him, but they would know him. Daniel prophesied that people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. So knowing him is a privilege of his people. In John 17, Jesus is praying before going to the cross. And his prayer included these words, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal life is all about knowing God. 1 John 5.20, We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So knowing God is important, and I believe making him known, helping other people to know him, is important. The two great commandments connect to this. To love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's knowing God. And making him known is to love your neighbor as yourself. Loving others with the love that you've received. As I have loved you, love one another. All right, number two. We have a mission statement, a vision statement, a purpose statement. The vision of Generations Church is to continue the ministry of Jesus by equipping his followers to minister to God, to their families, to one another, and to those who do not yet know him. Now, where did this come from? I had just become pastor of the church. And had just gone full-time. So I'd worked with the church for about a year then as their pastor. And I got an opportunity to go to Guatemala to visit an amazing congregation there called Verbo Church. They had multiple campuses. This was in 93. Really liked it, man. They had a hospital. They had multiple schools. They were doing a great thing. And they had started out of a nucleus of people from California that went there to help with earthquake relief back in the 70s planted a church and it just exploded. So I learned a lot of things. But I didn't have a vision for Grand Barrier, vision per se. I was afraid to have one because I had had one before and it didn't work. The last day there, we were looking at a volcano. It's a mountain that could be active. I mean, smoke comes out of it sometimes. But it's just an awesome thing to look at. We pulled off the side of the road so the driver could eat something. The traffic's so crazy there in Guatemala City, it's against the law to eat or drink anything while you're driving. <laughs> so we took a break, and we're looking at a volcano. And this thing just dropped in my heart. The vision of the church is to continue Jesus' ministry by equipping the saints to minister to God, to their families, to one another, and those who don't know Him. And this is the pattern of Jesus. He ministered to God. A lot of people don't realize that he ministered to his family too. Because for 30 years he didn't go public. 
For 30 years, what did he do? The Catholics say Joseph died. He may have because he doesn't appear during his ministry. And so he helped take care of his mom and his siblings as a carpenter or stonemason. At the age of 12, if he was teaching in the temple, how do you think he was at home? He was ministering to his siblings. After the resurrection, his siblings get on board. They become believers. Two of them write books of the Bible. How is this possible? They weren't part of the twelve. No, they weren't. But they had more time with Jesus than anybody. So, ministering the Lord is our one-on-one knowing Him, worshiping Him, relating to Him, and then our families, making Him known to our children, to our siblings, our cousins, aunts, uncles, whoever we're related to. This is a building block in the church's families. And then ministering to one another, people that we're not related to naturally, but only spiritually. Strengthening one another. Encouraging one another. The Bible's full of dozens of one another scriptures. Lay down your life for one another. Bear with one another. Have mercy on one another. Forgive one another. Strengthen one another. Give to one another. Be generous with one another. Help one another. So, This is ministering to others. To minister is to help or to serve or to bless. It leaves one more step. That's people that don't know it. Jesus ministered to his followers and he ministered to people that weren't his followers. And I believe if we follow this pattern as believers, the church will grow wherever we go to church. Ephesians 4 Since Jesus gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the edifying of the body of Christ. I believe in what I call the sevenfold ministry. Seven ministers are in there. There's Jesus. There's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. And there's the saints. So Jesus sends what's commonly called the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for work of ministry. So what does a prophet do to equip the saints for ministry? He equips the saints to be a prophetic people. What does a pastor do? He equips the saints to be more pastoral. Equips us for our ministries. For the building up of the body of Christ. This is something Jesus began and it continues. So church is not about seating capacity. It's about its equipping capacity and ministering capacity and sending capacity. My dream is one day to have every Sunday somebody step up like Amy and Matt Gordon did and say, hey, we're leading a mission trip to this area or this area. Anybody want to help us? i got two more Sundays to go, and then it kind of stops, but we'll see. Anyway, we don't want to get ahead of God. Let that gestation period happen. Number three, the purpose of Generations Church is to be a ministry-based congregation. Ministering outside our walls in the power of the Holy Spirit. Without God's power, we're just doing good works. Got your pins ready? Think of arrows. I'll give you the words, and then the arrows can reflect it. 
So the first arrow is going to point up, and that word is upward through genuine worship. The next arrow is going to be hard to draw because it's going to be pointing to you. And that word is inward through edifying fellowship. So you could draw an arrow that's a circle. You know how an arrow starts and can circle back. So upward through genuine worship, inward through edifying fellowship. Outward through evangelistic serving and supporting missions. So that could be a long arrow with a point at both ends. Like a double-headed arrow, one at each end of the arrow could represent that. So you got upward, you got inward, and you got outward. And then the last one is as well as onward through discipling the next generation. So that would be multiple arrows. Children are a blessing of the Lord. Blessed is a man who has his quiver full of children. Children are like arrows. We fashion them, we shape them, we sharpen them, and one day we send them. And we reach the generations to come through our children. We can't get in the time machine and minister to people in the 22nd century, should the Lord tarry. But we can disciple our children, who will disciple their children, who will disciple their children, and we will be ministering to people 100 years from now through that. So upward, inward, outward, and onward. Multiple arrows through discipling the next generation. This is so important. Hillary Clinton said something that I really do agree with. It takes a village to raise a child. I believe it in so many ways. Some people want their family to be completely whole and not need any outside help. That's awesome if you can pull it off. It is. But the day may come when your influence needs to be backed up by other godly people. That your kids may doubt your intelligence. You know, they'll be amazed at how much you've learned when they turn 25. But if you've got friends that they know, that they can look to as examples, it can help keep them on the straight and narrow and not believe the lies of the enemy. I think the village that it takes to raise a child really is the church. That we can come alongside parents and help back you up. Help point the way. Help be an example. So my own children, even though we're you know, a pastor's home, my own children were blessed by people in the church. Helping be godly influences in them. And even to this day, even though they're grown and have kids of their own, the adults that helped influence them are still influencers in their life. The concept of having a whole family is good, but it's not good because generally that concept causes you to not have a concern for people in other families. It's not just about my family. It's about people in other families. It's about my children's peers that need my influence. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe that because it was through children's ministry that the Lord led us here. There are brothers and sisters. Jesus said if we give them a cup of cold water, we're going to be blessed. 